episode number 101. Can't pull that off. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. Okay, so here we are. Episode number 101, huh? I was thinking this is it. the... Yeah, this is the... Uh, Quintessential before enlightenment, the dishes after enlightenment, the dishes. Okay. So yes. it's before a hundred questions, after a hundred questions. Are we now enlightened? No. No, we're not enlightened. We not just ca- carry on maybe with our two, Maybe two hundred. Maybe two hundred. No, maybe a thousand. When we get to a thousand, <laughs> wonder how many hours have we done? Do you think? I don't know a lot. Because if we're at the ten thousand hours, we should be. We should. We, we should know more by now. I feel like I do, though. I feel like I do. I. I feel like what I love about this is that it forces me to read stuff every week, and yeah. that's great. Love it. So you you feel more enlightened. Yes. All right. Good. Hey, by the way, folks, if you want a free, amazing podcast mug an amazing mug an amazing mug (laughs) you can take it is it you can take it it's very good company yeah it holds your most precious drink and you can take it anywhere is it wi-fi enabled though no it's old school it's old school all right so uh leave us a review on itunes we'll put you in the draw Oh, yes, and, that's, uh, that's quite important, actually. I mean, I, I, if we can get we'll more send people it to, to do the iTunes thing, and that's good because that gives us more visibility, doesn't it? And it's it, it's super yeah. helpful for us. It takes if if it you know if you can find two minutes or less of your day, it would really help yes, us out. But, totally. but don't rate it if you're going to give us a one star. You can. Keep, well, you're, they're not listening <laughs> if they're going to give us a one star. People keep are busy. One star, you know. Well, you never know. You know, when sometimes when I'm looking at these YouTube videos and. You see the negative comments down, but and they but they're regular listeners, and it's like, don't you got something else? There's so many different things that you could look at. Well, why would you come to it and listen to a podcast or watch a video that you actually they haven't don't leveled like? up, Clay? They haven't leveled. Oh yes, level up. That's what we're talking about today, isn't it? Leveling yeah. up. Okay, great. Well, lead me into leveling up. Well, because you think you're so, a Pokemon now, do you? Are you like a Pokemon or something? Like you want to level up? <laughs> Oh, do they level up in Pokemon? Yeah, of course, man. Oh, all right. Is that what this is about? You've been playing Pokemon? No, Go? although my kids play it, but I don't really understand what's going on. They just, um, yeah. All right, so we're, we're leveling Change. up. We're talking about leveling up today. Yeah, so we're talking about leveling up your life. So um, I sort of came to this question this week because I started listening to a um, podcast that is more about sort of entrepreneurial stuff, business stuff, right. self-employment stuff. Um, and so it had that very, you know, work-oriented level up your business, you know. Yeah. There was a bit of a huh kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. Um, which is good sometimes. Um, but it was also talking about leveling up in all kinds of aspects of your life. So taking the business model as a metaphor for all different parts of your life and and. I suppose what they mean by leveling up is taking it to the next level. So whatever mm. that is. Um, so yeah, I've just been sort of driving around. And thinking I guess that's about fitting this. for us as well. If you think if we're at 100, yeah. so what are we going to do for the next 100 episodes to that's level right. up the podcast? That's right. So you know, and I, it, I think one of the things that I've been reflecting on this week about leveling up is because you know kids are great. Because they're so, their their issues are sort of our issues only distilled sometimes, Hmm. you know, so whether that's like emotions and rage and all that kind of stuff, 
that we wish we could yell to, but now we don't. Yeah. Or, but you know, my older son kind of is coming up against this whole idea of leveling up because, of how, course, how now he he, so he's in in year two or in second grade. But what's his age? He's seven and a half. Well, this and is this is you know what seven is when he is his level up time, isn't it? We're, is it? Yeah. Well, we change. We're, apparently, we change every seven years. You, yeah, right. Body goes through significant changes. Well, so changes, he's looking so back because this up. is this is the uh, first year his little brother's been in school, and so now he looks back and he's like, "Oh, reception so easy. Now I'm you know things are so hard for me now." Right. And I was trying to explain to him, "No, every time you get better at something, you have a new set of challenges that you have to face." And so, you know, I had sort of already explained this to him last week, and then I'm listening to this podcast. I'm like, yeah, this is the same thing, only for adults, you know. Yeah, and it's and and when it's when it's it's really easy to when you're talking to your kid, make it sound like it's all all simple and yeah, obvious. And then when it's about you, it's a oh yeah, this is actually really hard. Because that's the question I definitely was going to ask you: is like, okay, if we're talking about leveling up today, what are you doing to level up? Yeah, so there's lots of different um, things. I'm sure I'll have a better answer for you by the end of the Will you? Well, podcast. I, I want to know. I want to know. So do you have a good sense of where you are now? That's the first step. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. I, I think it's quite easy to, to initially go into work stuff with this, particularly since that's how I came into it. Mm. Um but then I, re- I, it reminded me of this other book that I have read before a bit, and I never got all the way through it, by Stephen Press, uh, Pressfield called yeah. uh, Turning Pro. You like read it. that book. Yeah, yeah, read that, yeah, yeah, so, you know, basically, this idea, his book is called Turning Pro, and it's this mm. whole idea, well, I'll like, go into it a bit more in a minute, but it's this whole idea of you can live life as an amateur, or you can decide you're going to turn pro, and you can have that attitude towards different aspects of your life whether you're talking about relationships whether you're talking about your sort of personal self like taking responsibility for yourself and who you are in the world whether that's doing the work that you want to be doing so um i think it was quite helpful to think about this and think about it in different aspects of life because one of the great things that he says sort of later on in the book is you can be an amateur in some areas of your life and a professional in in others. So I think it's quite common for people to feel like a professional in their work but act like an amateur in a lot of other areas of their life. Or, you know, we all sort of have these different... I think the thing I liked about it is that this idea of turning pro is something that he talks about as a holistic thing in your life, but that you also have to constantly fight resistance to going back into being amateur. Yeah. I was going to say, because we could probably talk about this on two different levels, because there's... there's See how some, I sidestepped that uh, personal yeah, but, question there? Yeah, well, we'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> because there is a thing about amateur isn't what people necessarily... Because amateur is taken on a different connotation now, as in you're not a professional and you're not very good necessarily but then if you think about like the olympics that's all amateurs isn't it but they're at the top of the game yeah um type thing and that that once upon a time being an amateur in different things was actually quite good because like a it it just means that you are well he's like almost you can be an expert and be an amateur because you're not getting paid but you're so into the thing that you're doing that you are 
I think the way that he talks about amateur, and at some point he has this really funny chapter that's like, yay for amateurs. Mm. Because he's like, amateurs are how we all start out, and they are our youth, and they are really important part of our hero's journey. And it's or also heroine's good journey. To, to stay an amateur as well, if you're not interested in being a pro. Yes, exactly. But yeah. in certain areas of your life, mm. if you want to... Level up. Level up. <laughs> Um, right, yeah, so I feel like I'm I'm chatting a lot here at the beginning, but basically the the well, like, give a, me a sense of what leveling a, up yeah. means. Well, as so in, in whichever context you want to do. So is it leveling up our lives? Is it leveling up our business? Or it so, could be anything. Yeah. Well, let's just take leveling up our our lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, what I does think, it mean to level up? I think first you have to ask the question, why would you want to in a way? Mm. Like, so leveling up means, I guess, taking things to the next level, whether that is a bigger commitment, more energy, making something bigger, like growing something into something more than it is. But I suppose when I'm reading these articles, you can sort of define it by the way that you feel entering into that next stage where there's suddenly... Whereas before you were in a zone of you knew the rules, you were really proficient at all of the skills required at that level. When you take the next step, suddenly you feel like an amateur again. Suddenly you feel like you don't know what you're doing. You've not played at this level before. You make mistakes. And there's more sense of like a loss of confidence, I guess, Mm. and having to go back to... Well, if you think about Zen, it's going back to beginner's mind, mm. and you won't always have the beginner's mind. Yeah, exactly. It, it and there's a curious. real resistance to that because it feels really comfortable. But you're saying a be. whole lot of different things on different levels here. Because think about it. So you reach a level, and level implies that yeah. I'm kind of flat. So you plateau, and I'm in my comfort zone. There's lots of different names for getting to a space, and I'm no longer growing. So I'm at right. A level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in my comfort zone. I know if I do X, I'm going to get Y, and so you kind of, I don't have to think anymore because you know I'm there. I know what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, I know what yeah. I'm doing. I'm there. I'm good. And then it's something about, and we've kind of touched on this, and maybe this is part of our self mastery series. Um, the whole idea about self mastery, isn't it? Is to, you know, what's the next version of yourself? So you reached here and you're plateaued now what's the next version of yourself if we're going for this you know being the best version of yourself and, and yeah. keep evolving that because now yeah. you've mastered this level how do you push yourself past that that comfort zone and I think there's some areas of your you life grow. where you won't want to isn't it like no, sometimes you're know. like yeah you know what I'm sort of I'm happy where I am in that aspect I think but where you, I want to grow is know. in this aspect. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> I think when you start doing that, then you're on your way to the grave, man. It's like you're like done. Well, unless you're saying, well, I've done all that I want to do with it and I'm moving on to another pursuit and you put that pursuit out. I get that. But mm. if it's something that you're doing and you're saying, well, that's just good enough and I'm just going to stay there, I guess I would challenge that. Because, you know, this whole thing like, about we could always learn, we can always be Yeah, true, but I mean, could. like, take running, for instance, for me. Yeah. I enjoy a little bit of running. I'm not interested in leveling up in running. You know, I'm happy to do my little loop. It serves its purpose for me. I'm not looking to change it in any way. But your body would tell you something different. So if you do the same loop, 
Yeah. And you're doing it the same, and so your body is adapted. Yeah, yeah. So your brain is saying, I'm going to go for the run, but your body is saying, well, there's no challenge in this for me. That's okay, but why does everything yeah. have to have a challenge? Some, sometimes it's not about... I, I suppose the point, my, my point is that there are... I feel like there can be areas in your life where you're not that interested in growing mm. because most of your energy is focused on the so things my, that you find really my important. My challenge would be then if it's not serving you, why would you continue? That's an, so we're But it is time serving you. It is, ser- there, is, it it is serving you. That little loop? Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, yeah, if you, you must get something out of it because you continue to do it. But I guess the challenge would be you know, can you take yourself to the next level? As in, are you, have you gotten yourself into a comfort zone? Because it's easy, you know it. And then how much better could you be if you... But sometimes we don't want to get better at something. Yeah. yeah. Then I would, my challenge would be, well, why do it? <laughs> well, it's a waste of time in some But aspects. sometimes you're not doing things for the end result. You're just doing it cause just you because you enjoy doing yeah, it. Yeah, you're just doing yeah. it because you're just spinning your wheels. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and sometimes fun. that's okay. Yeah, but I, I, think, so. I, think, I think my, my point with all of this is that there are always areas in your life that actually you need to level up on or you need to well, push yourself I'm, a little if bit. If I'm going for the whole, you know, the whole holistic thing here and saying that yeah. being the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's about looking at all areas of your life that you're participating in and can you, and leveling up. So moving yeah. to the next sort of level yeah. or as we kind of started doing here, as you were just saying just earlier before we started recording, that you were going to do your big spread yeah. so you could see where, you know, what can you let go of? And it's yeah. those kind of things. So if you're going through your day and you say, well, I only have X amount of time, so what are the things that actually, I still do it just because that's what I've always done. And yeah, know, I think can I move things around and get more time and more energy for something else, that kind of thing. That's right. I think that um, that's what I really liked about turning pro hmm. is it's not just a, it happens and it's over, yeah. you know, and you're done, you're professional now. It's that, and that's really what I find is it's a constant struggle and process to stay in that zone where you're giving things that you supposedly think are the most important, the most time and energy. And the other place that I see this plays itself out in corporate as well is that people Mm. just keep doing the same things but that is and I will have to look up the same but that is that is when you start to astrophy and die and go down because but it is that it's like oh we just do it and nobody's actually thinking differently and then you just fall by the wayside so I've been doing a lot of stuff with a couple of different companies now one because there's two different methodologies that they use one is the continuous improvement idea which manufacturing was really big at and brought into into play but it was the idea of any process that you're doing make incremental changes and always be improving it can you do it faster more convenient more something yeah but you are always in this process of continual improvement and then, uh, as I mentioned in the last show, I did the creativity workshop. But yeah. that, in business-wise, was about um, doing a step change. So if you think right, of the yeah. Yeah, continuous improvement at these little increments and brings the curve up, the step change was about doing something really radical that makes you make a vertical spike. Right. And you create something that's innovative, innovative blah, 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 and different. Yeah. So you leave your ordinary world. If we go back to um, the hero's journey, use that metaphor. So part of the hero's journey is about that, isn't it? It's like 
face your fears, whatever that is, your ordinary world, your comfort zone, hear the call to adventure, you go out, you do the trials, and at the end of the trials is the elixir, but then you bring the elixir back. But it is about... Um, Once you're either in your comfort zone or you're yeah, not. You yeah, want, that, like, you're yeah. sort of stepping... You're stepping out. Yeah. I think that's the sort of sense I get from the attitude about leveling up and about turning pro is yeah. that there's an attitude difference and there's, you know, you're either doing one or you're doing the other. You know, yeah. you're either hanging out in your comfort zone and you are letting your fear dictate. I suppose. And, or you and, are stepping out and yeah. doing it. And I suppose it's... Um I mean, if I'll go on to your side, there may be some people who are quite happy being in their comfort zone. And if you're asking a bigger question, is that what we're meant to be doing as humans is just staying in our comfort zone? I mean, I think that with, like, you know, just to use my example of running, I think there might come a time when I go, I don't know, I think I want to do something Mm. more. But I think often what I find with myself is that there's usually a couple areas of life that I want to sort of focus on because I feel like those are the... The big things. But that's, and if different, you get that's different than phrasing it a different way, what you're saying now, because I get what you're saying now, because you can only do so much in a day. Yeah. You can't change yeah. the world. You can't change everything at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's sort of what I mean. Yeah, so you're yeah. focusing on. So, so right it, now the running is, at a, is, is fine, yeah. Yeah. but I'm going to take the energy, because I don't want to put energy in, up in the running, because I need the energy to do this other thing. So yeah. I'll let that stay stable. There's this um, great part in, well, there's, there's a couple things in, that you've already said that come out in Turning Pro. And one is, you know, when you are in corporate and you see people, and this, this is like happens everywhere, doesn't it? That you're just doing the same thing, doing the same thing, and you're not growing. And that's when people get really bored and really unhappy. And in Turning Pro... He says, or Stephen, it's Stephen Pressfield's book, says, ambition, I have come to believe, is the most primal and sacred fundament of our being. To feel ambition and to act upon it is to embrace the unique calling of our souls. Not to act upon that ambition is to turn our backs on ourselves and on the reason for our existence. And he was, that sort of quote came in a discussion about how he was actually in a place in his, in his 20s where he was embarrassed to be ambitious that ambitious being ambitious was kind of a dirty thing or a you know i was gonna say this is saying i think it's a word that you don't we don't see or use or we don't use Mm. much because ambition kind of has taken on a connotation that you are um a ladder climber and a push yeah, everyone roof, down that the you're ruthless, ruthless yeah, that you yeah. just you know you step yeah. on people to get to the top because you're a super ambitious kind of that's right thing. you're not I really yeah. liked this because it's like yeah ambition is actually just the urge to grow I like the word ambition yeah. it has a lot of energy to it but yeah. how many people would say oh yeah I'm very ambitious I, well know? I listened yeah. to um, this podcast called The Creative Pen for my writing which is um, awesome and why I how I came across Stephen Pressfield in the first instance and uh, she really has embraced this idea of ambition and it's like yeah. yeah I'm ambitious you know I want to grow my business and but it gives you so much. I think it gives you a lot of energy. I want to get go. better at my writing. I want to, you know, it's, yeah. yeah, totally. I think you put more energy into it if you're amb- ambition. But that's where it maybe has gotten its negative connotation because usually, you know, because it's one of the, um, you know, the 
were you oh, well, if you look at some of your Shakespeare stuff and people that were ambitious in that but that that's right yeah takes them to the and then they have the fall because they were over ambitious yeah, and yeah. so you know it's, it's one of those things I think and, yeah. and and the other thing where I guess people don't like the word ambition anymore why it's maybe changes because this whole idea of managing your expectations so if you're too ambitious and the fall is going to be greater right. if you don't achieve what it is that you wanted to achieve so yeah um, if I just tone that notch down a little bit, <laughs> yeah, then the yeah. fall won't be so great. Um, well, you know, I think in studying all of this and reading, whether you're talking about from the sort of self-employed entrepreneurial business sides of things or sort of personal development side of things, that idea about leveling up and growing and pushing yourself out the, out of your comfort zone, it all sounds like really easy to say. And when you're doing it, it's freaking painful sometimes, mm. you know? And it's... It's uncomfortable. It's very scary. It can be very scary. And those, those feelings are really... It should be really, scary. Yeah, right. It and should those, be scary. It should yeah. be uncomfortable. Otherwise, you you're not You really should potentially feel like you're... That you're going to fail. That you're going to fail, that you're, you know, this whole imposter syndrome can come fail, from that. And if you maybe you haven't pushed yourself hard enough. It's another thing to think about. But then, you know, there's, I think in that sense, there are a lot of people, and I'm sure you, you know, we've talked about this before, where you, in coaching experiences and stuff, there's a lot of times where you're not willing to do it. Not you, you know, anybody. Yeah. And not everybody is, I don't know if I want to go as far as say capable of, but isn't willing to and isn't going to level up in their life. They're not going to. Cause, well, it's that whole thing about fear, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people have things and dreams that they want to do. Yeah. But the dreams stay in the, in the future because of, they can't see a direct I can't jump to the end point and see that, yes, if I take this risk, then I'll be successful. Yeah. And so you have that, the, the sort of what they call a sort of a someday syndrome. Right. Or someday okay. I'll do this after I've got this, after I've got this thing, or this is in place, or I've got more funds, or I've got time, or the kids have gone off to school now. So there's always this someday, the, the mythical someday kind of floats out there because it, it still keeps the dream alive, but it, allows you not to take any action towards what yeah. it is that you want to do so it, it just perpetually um hits the sort of someday um mark which yeah. is which is an interesting thing in itself so at some point in time when you make and we talked about this in the past i think when you make that true decision and you just say well i'm going to do this thing but then suddenly you get a lot of energy and things start to happen for you and mm -hmm. you can make the thing happen but until you make that decision then there's always something else there's always a thing there's always and a lot of the things may be valid but they yeah. are still there and, they, and they, they kind of push you away now i am in the process of leveling up okay so this kind of came at a good time oh good well, because we talked about the self-mastery a few episodes back, and I was saying yeah. that getting back in touch with self through the body, I think part of that journey then spurred me on to some other things. So um, if any people pay attention to my blog at all or Twitter, we'll see that I'm doing the the fasting, the intermittent fasting thing, because I was just set, it must have been Sunday, and I was thinking in the same way that you're talking about your running and things like that, is that there's a lot of things that I 
do that are more of the same. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that instead of so instead of doing continuous improvement, I want to do a step change. So yeah, I was like, right. well, I, I I need to do something radically different than I would have normally done. So I've I've never done fasting. You know, I've had forced fasting when I did the survival school. <laughs> we didn't, yeah, right. We didn't get to eat then. Um, but as a as a dietary choice, right. It wasn't something. So for me, this is a radical departure from anything that I've ever done. But I was thinking, well, if I want to go to the next level, I can't do continuous improvements. I can't just keep doing incremental changes. I'm going to have to do something that's radically Because sometimes um, I feel like the incremental change is what you need, but sometimes it's a mask for no change. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like well, sometimes you can the, sort the of curves, try and trick the, yourself the into thinking. The curve still makes itself go up in that sense if you do continuous improvement I mean so uh, and I have it in one of my notebooks if you map the continuous change curve out so the the step change one so is a curve that goes high yeah the continuous improvement one is a little yeah. bit lower than that um, and the theory is that yeah you can, yeah, yeah that get you to get the up. same yeah. level not necessarily the same level but you'll get you'll get a steeper you'll continue to Im- yeah get something that's better than what you had yeah on the one end um, but I'm yeah. So this whole level up thing for me is is about a radical change. Like I want to, but I so I have to move from continuous improvement piece into let's just All do right. something completely. Um, just yeah, yeah, completely sort of sort of radical, and um, and that's been this. So I've only like three days into it, but it's been an interesting kind of trip so far. And I think as I said to you coming into this, it's um, the folk clarity has been like crystal like oh, it's honed it's like my brain is like <laughs> I don't know if um, have you did you see the movie um, Limitless and I, I wrote about this on my blog the other day where they take the drug the NZT248 okay. or something like that that expands your mind to be literally limitless okay but it seems like my brain is expanding and I'm able to uh, see things a lot more clear so um but yeah, so that's been an interesting insight, one into the body and, and the mind and all those kind of things. So, um, and what else am I leveling up? Um, I don't know, but we'll take a break. Yep. And I want to talk about, in terms of leveling up, because I came across these three things yesterday, the real self, the art self, and the ideal self. Okay. I think that might fit in a little bit here as well. Yeah. So, okay, let's take a quick break. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really enjoyed bringing you the episodes over the past two years. Our goal for 2018 is to grow our audience, our community of contemplators like you. And we would really appreciate your help with this. Now, there's a few things that you as a listener can do that are pretty easy and simple that will really help us out a lot. So if you enjoy the podcast and want it to continue, it would be great if you could share it with a few friends who you think might enjoy listening. Um, Going to iTunes and giving us a review so that it boosts us in the algorithms and it can come across other people who might enjoy it. And if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you can go to the contribution section of our website. Thanks, and back to the show. All right, so anybody that knows 
that how much I love my food. This intermittent fasting thing is a big deal for me. <laughs> I was worried when I saw that on Facebook. Did you? You I thought was I wasn't like, gonna have any coffee. That's all you were worried about. I was gonna, I was no. Well, that's true. I was worried about that, and I was worried about the hangry. Oh, hangry. Which surprisingly, considering I haven't had anything to eat since about nine yesterday, so I, I've got another. I got till fourteen forty-five before, or I got till two o'clock today before I can have another meal. So I haven't had anything to eat all day just yet. But I'm not angry, surprisingly enough. So it's it's been an yeah. interesting kind of gig. And um, but it's a you know I love eating. But this is the cool thing that I like about this is that once the fast is done, I can just grub, get my burgers, <laughs> and just go. Um, so, okay, yes. so tell us about this real self business. Well, I was looking at, as we were looking about the topic that we were going to cover today, and you mentioned about leveling up, and I just happened to be doing some stuff about authentic leadership. Um, and one of the modules in that was thinking about the three selves. Um, you got your real self, which is how we see ourselves in the here and the now. Okay. And then there was the ought self, as in here's how we feel the world expects us to be or behave. Ah. And then we've got our ideal self, which is how we personally want to be and is the most important for developing your sort of authenticity. So I was thinking from a level up point of view, if you use those categories, so what's your real self, which is kind of the thing that you're kind of doing in this space? And then out of that, how much of the things that you do is because of this other people's expectations of you yeah and so you're working in that space and then your head and i think we all have this ideal cell but the real self and the ought self hinders us from moving into our ideal yep. self that we want to be in this idea about fear again and things like that so if you have a picture of what your ideal self is how do you level up to go into that space which is means you're going to have to deal with yeah. Some of the art stuff and yeah, yeah, some yeah. of the, the sort of real stuff thing to actually make that that's change. That's interesting, actually, because I feel like that's a real push for me this year. So I just turned 39. Mm. So I have a you year. You just turned 39, did you? I know. Oh, check you out. I know. So I'm going to be a big 40 next year. Mm. And I just thought, this is a good time to just, and I hadn't put it in these words, but sort of level up with myself about, and again, not in these words, but my ought self. My ought self can be quite powerful. Mm. And yeah, you do you have know, a powerful ought self, oh. don't you? <laughs> and you know what? I've gotten to that point now where I can say, truly say, like, I'm just tired of it. You're tired of it's the just boring. Yeah. It's just the same old thing. And you get to that point where you're just like, I'm just done with the guilt thing. I'm done with the doing things. You know, because so often this ought self we it's we've created it too yeah. it's not actually necessarily what people i mean n not to knock the fact that people do have expectations of us and there are lots of people in our lives and and in everybody's life yeah. that might have expectations of you but you're not necessarily a very accurate judge of what those expectations are in which circumstances. Right. Sometimes you'd be assuming that that was what people and, and want that's, from you. To be honest, most of my art self, I can genuinely say, is assumptions. It's not really based on. Anyway, so yeah, no, this is you. just this is just my thing because I also like more recently I've been watching people who are just really straightforward with how they are you know there's not a lot of editing that goes right. on before the stuff comes out of their mouth and for people that are able to, that that are sort of 
I suppose what Stephen Pressfield would call pros in their life. Like they, they hold the responsibility for themselves. They're not asking you to get sucked into their drama or yeah. take res- any responsibility for any problems that got going on or whatever. But yet they're also just real. You know, they're not trying to sugarcoat stuff. You know, I really appreciate those people. And it's like, you know, actually, people are usually less offended than I fear they might be if I wasn't so, you know, la, 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 la. Yeah, well, it's, it's a... I'm probably doing a terrible job of it anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but as you say, I think some of it's recreated in our head and you have having your own conversations and you're having a conversation that's not grounded in any facts or anything, yeah. but it's just a conversation you that you have in your head and then you make it real. Cause I, I mean, I do run into this quite a lot. Um, you know, when you're working with teams and stuff and because the communication's not necessarily great, people make decisions. And I'm like, well, have you actually said what you've just said to me to that person? Cause they, one, they can never, if they don't know, there's nothing that they'll ever be able to change because they, you haven't actually said those things, but then people fear saying it because then they don't know what the other person's going to say back. And I was like, well, if you really want to deal with it, we just got to get it on the table and see what happens because you're never going to know. Yeah. You can make and assumptions. Usually it's it's much less that. worse than you fear. Maybe. Sometimes it's bad. It's, yeah. it's, it, your worst nightmare comes true. But if you are being less efficient and less of your best self because you don't want to have that confrontation, then yeah. it's not good for you in terms of your growth. You stay level. You don't get to level up because you don't do that so there is yep. never a guarantee that it's not going to turn yeah. out as it's worse which is why we don't have it because we fear because in our head we're imagining the worst is going to happen and we don't want that so we don't yeah. have the conversation so yeah so mm. yeah. so um, some other things that came out for me for this love of my clarity <laughs> okay because you yeah you razor yeah. sharp focus yeah, 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 my yeah. Razor I'm so excited focus. to hear about all this <laughs> Well, one is, is um, and the word that just kept in the reframe was adventure. And it is a word that was probably, well, not probably was, one of the most important words to me in my life. Army, mountains, all this stuff, my whole, I don't know, my whole sort of being, a philosophy, my whole world was centered around that word. Mm-hmm. And my, a lot of my curiosity stems from just wanting to go out and see things. Well, what's around that bin or what's there? Um, and then I kind of abandoned adventure as a word, as a thing that I needed in my life. Um, maybe around 2005 or something. So I've started focusing on other things, but it seems to want to bring itself back out. The other thing that came out was this idea of enlightened hedonism. Okay. Um, which I was thinking that we spend one, there's, there's a lot of things tied to this. One, all of this enclosedness and connectedness on the internet and we're in these little bubbles in space and it's like, well, where's the real people that you're touching and connecting with and mm-hmm. um, expanding your life in that sort of space. And then the other one was this whole um, adventure travel writing. and But that's something very specific to... Uh, um, having a spine or a context for some of the other writing that I'm doing. So my favorite writer, one of my favorite writers, Hunter S. Thompson, as a writer, but he wrote about politics. Politics isn't my thing, but travel is because it get to get out and meet people. But I, it's just a loose spine. 
Um, but there's something much deeper that I'm actually after. But you need a you need a loose spine to connect it to, which is that for me. Um, so those are the three things that are kind of out and moving. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is my daily blogging. That's my other uh, level up level thing. Up because thing. the same, yeah. you know, I've been blogging since two, early 2000s. So yeah. I've been blogging, well, even before that, yeah, early 2000s. Um, but it's, again, there's been the incremental changes and those things. It's like, okay, well, if I want to level this thing up, what do I need to do? I think that's, that's something that you keep coming back to, the blogging too. And I think that's the sort of key to, because sometimes it's like a bit confusing. You, we get lost in the mm. details of our lives and it's, you know, you have that discontent, but you don't really know necessarily which things to focus on or where to change to. And I think if you've got something that just sort of keeps creeping back in, well, it's I think a good it's, thing it's to uh, focus on. there's a number of things with the whole sort of blogging aspect. One, I've been doing it forever and it's there, but I think because of our age and we were born in an internetless age, and so for some of the things that, from a creative's point of view, we still are grounded in traditional way yeah. of doing things. Yeah. Um, and in my head, it's like, well, that's, I know that it's insane to be locked into the tradition because the world's just moved on from those spaces so how do you capitalize on what's there so like I, I like watch listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and one of the things he's always on is like you know what you know and, and he's a you know he's a comedian and you know he's been on TV and stuff like that but he's like this is my thing this podcast nobody can tell me I have no editors nobody can tell me what I can talk about who I can have on the show Um, you know and he's got like millions of viewers or listeners and stuff like that but it's just you know and he's like in his head it's like this is a thing that I control it's mine I have no middle man I have no producers to tell me what I can or cannot do so he's always big on pushing that you know, you we have the media in our hands, and we yeah. own it, and we can create whatever it is that we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's some of that aspect. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, I think most of us can agree that it's not lack of means that's preventing us. It's the no. stuff in our heads. Yeah, it's the stuff in your heads, absolutely. Yeah. It's the stuff yeah. in your heads that holds you back from doing things or you There's are a, getting that art self or you're imagining something that's else. That's right. There's this um, great part of... It's so funny, this turning pro thing, because when I first tried to read it, you know, I'd gotten several recommendations. You know, it's one of those books, a couple different people who you really yeah. respect keep talking about it, and you're like, I really should read this book. So I read it and I got a few chapters into it and it was fine, but I just didn't get it, you know? And then... Had you read his other books, though? No, I haven't read War of Art, no. Yeah. Um, although I, I should... Yeah, that's you know, the first now. one I read. Yeah. I read that one. And he's got another one, Do the Work, as well. Yeah, Do the Work. That's with um, uh, Seth Godin. Yeah. 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 Um, but he basically... The, one of the real things that I'm taking away from this is... This, his idea of the shadow career. So this is like, I suppose, moving into work specifically. But again, all this is just a metaphor for any aspect of life, you know. So mm. he's basically saying when... So I'll just read the quote. Sometimes when we're terrified of embracing our true calling, we'll pursue a shadow calling instead. 
That shadow career is a metaphor for our real career. Its shape is similar, its contours feel tantalizingly the same, but a shadow career entails no real risk. If we fail at a shadow career, the consequences are meaningless to us. And that really sort of hits home with me in, in some interesting ways. I need to sort of think about that a bit more. But, you know, I think we, again, that's something that you can sort of apply it's to, the risk to any reward thing isn't it because yeah. as you were reading yeah, it because right. there's, well, there's the other What's... guy um, I'm trying to think of his name now but he's a UK writer used to be a bouncer um, but he talks about this idea of because he was doing the shadow career but then he was like well if I really want to because he wanted to write and do screenwriting and write books it's like if I really want to do this then I have to get rid of all the other things yeah because for him, that was the turning pro. It was like, okay, well, I could do it yeah. in the off hours or whatever in the middle of the night and that thing. But if I'm serious, then boom, it's cut cut the strings, jump in it and go, which is what yeah. he's done. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. don't know if you, I don't know if Pressfield talks about his origins in that one that you read. Yeah, he does, yeah. In terms of, you know, losing his wife and all that, living in the shack and yeah. finally decided to write his book. Um, and he did that. And... Does he tell the story about when he finished it finally? And I guess it was a neighbor. And he, 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 once he finished the novel, and then one of his neighbors that was by he took it and they told him, I'm done, blah, blah, blah. But then the neighbor was like, well, okay, good, go start writing the next one, which I thought was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, this is the neighbor. <laughs> I think the neighbor was yeah. like a, a, a writer himself, but yeah. like an older, yeah, older established dudes. writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was sort of his like, mentor. Go, now start the next one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, so, you know, I think that it's quite interesting because we can feel like, you know, so I have a friend um, who was in the whole academic world with me and she sort of continued on that path and has more recently sort of had a rethink about, actually, am I doing this because... I want to be doing this because I really love it. Or, you know, and I think she, when, when I was talking to her, she was basically s- describing the instance where she sort of got to a certain level. And in order to really level up, she's got to, you know, bring it. Mm. And she's like, I don't want to. So then, so if you have that experience, I guess that's a real good moment of sometimes you've pursued something and then you get to a point where you're either really going to coast and be bored or you have to level up. And if you don't want to level up, you need to cut it and move on. It's called the midlife you know? crisis. Well, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's what happens in that, isn't it? It's like you, you especially... Maybe, yeah. Because well, it's just, well, it's two things that happens there. One of them is I've been working like a dog and doing all of this stuff. And you get to that point, you know what does this all mean and is it worth it or is it, you know, yeah. what's the point of what I'm doing um, and having that real sort of look. And some people make a big change. It's like, well, actually, no, there's, there's not fulfilling and I move. Others maybe get lost in the fact that, well, it is kind of pointless and they kind of lose their way and and that sort of thing and maybe come back to it in another space. But yeah, so it's, it's that. Yeah, that's interesting because it takes, you know, up until you're that age to really be a really proficient at something, isn't it? Mm. You know, sometimes it takes years but and years to... A lot of things, proficient at how you live your life, your way of thinking, yeah. all those different things that you've yeah. kind of harbored on or, or had or, um, and then you have one of those moments where is this, what is this all life is? <laughs> yeah. This is what it's really all about, which is, 
funny. Uh, you know, I'm just. And, and if you haven't listened to the episode on midlife crisis or opportunity. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? Um, I think was it last last week you were asking one of the questions, and there was something about traditions that you hang on to, or something or another. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Some, that was one of but, someone's but have questions. You, yeah, yeah, I started noticing things that actually are held over from like the way I cook spaghetti. <laughs> right. The, the way that I strain the spaghetti, it's something left over from. Right. Um, you know, like my mom, and some there's, there's some little things that you just that I just do because that's how I was sort of taught to do them. Yeah. Um, but when you do those things, this is totally we're now off on the yeah, tangent yeah, of no, last yes. week. But when you do those things, do you think of your mom? Well, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of yeah. nice because you have these little things, and even though you're draining the spaghetti, you've got yeah, like a yeah. memory tied to that. That's nice. Yes. Cool. So yes, yeah. back so, to this leveling up. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that whole idea well, about What shadow, are you going to do to level up? Yeah, what are you so, leveling up? Well, I'm leveling up, definitely leveling up with writing, I think, you know. I think I've had a... Yeah, that's, I think, why I need to sit down and look at my week. Because mm. it's sort of a constant challenge for me to keep the distraction out. And I really liked these points about um, how oftentimes the, like, there comes this point where you need to level up and actually a lot of new opportunities come in and you have mm. to really ha- have discernment about whether these are actually opportunities or whether this is distractions. And they can look very similar. Yes, that's and interesting I, that I you think, say that. Carry on. Well, in this, this, this is the original podcast. So I'm listening to this podcast by this guy called Brian Clark. It's called Unemployable. And, it, you know, it's great. Yeah. And uh, he had this, this other guy on talking about um, the, the whole idea of leveling up in an entrepreneurial sense. And he was basically talking about that. Like, when you want to take your business to the next level, so often... You're working it, and then all these new opportunities come up, and it's quite easy to get off track because you know. And and there was this great quote that was basically like the opportunity of a lifetime is is pointless if it's the wrong opportunity. Yeah. And you know these kind of things. So I think you know well, the, all these things are really like, theoretically really straightforward. But when you're in it and yeah. you're facing your own personal version of this, I think it, that's when it's sort of interesting and challenging. Cause it's like, yeah, that whole idea about shadow careers, that whole idea about, um, you know, yeah. Well, why we, yeah. I was going to say that cause there's a lot of things tied in it, but that the thing about your opportunity thing, and I noticed this and I always kind of pointed, I always, whether it's just you know it's in my mind and all that other stuff but it feels like it's the universe's way of saying do you really want the thing you're saying and I notice whenever yeah, I right. like the stuff that I've decided to do then all of a sudden there's two things that's happening one other opportunities but then also other things that you already have momentum of themselves right. that are already in motion and it's like well you're actually going to have to say stop on that even though that's emotion but I've never get this these things that come without these other distractions or blockers or whatever you want to call them but I always have to make a choice do you really want this how bad do you really want this thing It, it seems like the universe is saying because you got this and you got this and you got this thing that's already emotion which is gonna require you to yeah. not do those three things yeah. if you really want to do yeah. that and these three things are fine yeah 
and so they look as you said they look like nice opportunities so it's kind of like I think I think for me one of my real I mean so so all of the things in my week that are sort of what I would put under the work related stuff even though it's difficult and I definitely have things that fall into all of these categories my real challenge when it gets real emotional for me is with my kids yeah. because you know I've had seven years of being at home well seven years of being at home with them pretty much you know where I was really working very little mm. and now we're you know I'm in my you know coming up to the end of the first academic year where both of my kids have been in school but they still need a lot from me the school day is you know incredibly short you know, by the time I'm starting work, even if I'm straight there, it's 9.30. And then, yeah. you know, at 2.30, you're sort of wrapping things up to get over to pick them up at 3. And, you know, they are, in many ways, the most important thing to me, mm. above all else, mm. you know. But then there's a lot of instances in which I have a lot of different thoughts about what might be the right thing to do, what's okay, where do I need my priorities to be. So, you know... I have this sort of story in my head looming of, and, and <laughs> reinforced by all the grandmas in the world who yeah. are like, you know, value this time, you know, it goes so quick, la, 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 la. And so I feel like there's all these opportunities to get involved in addition in school and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, those opportunities to be involved with my kids in that way aren't going to be there forever. And, you know, people can have their own version of what this mean, what, yeah. what this is in their life. But then there's also the, the thing I have. Well, it's my job to set up my life in a way that I don't need them, hmm. you know, that they are free and that when the time comes and slowly will come that they move away from me that I'm going to be okay and I'm not going to have those things that pull them back. You know, yeah. I'll have my writing, I'll have my, all my stuff that, that I'm cool with. So I feel a responsibility to start, you know, being loyal to that side as well. So then I there's these, these moments which what it comes down to is really seemingly minor choices about whether I stay for open morning or whether I go to assembly in the afternoon and do I spend that last hour working on my own work or do I go be a part of their school or do you know what I mean so the thing that you've got here it's I, tricky well I mentioned tyranny of time I think of one of the podcasts recently and you've got the opposite of that because one of the things of, so if you worked in an office yeah and you had a career a high-powered career. It would not be a choice. It, it would, would just be, be a there. choice. You would yeah. be there and you'd be doing it. You'd get a yeah. nanny or you'd get a, a, a childminder yeah. and you'd yeah. just do it. Yeah. But you have, because you're self-employed, then we look at our time a little bit different. Then you, And part of the thing that people go self-employed is, go, oh, yeah, because I can be here and I can be here and I can do that. But then I think sometimes we get so sucked up in all the things that we can do because we're self-employed. And we're not doing the we, self-employed Yeah, thing. that we don't That's put this true. time into the work, yeah. which, you know, almost a lack of discipline in this sense. But then yeah. we couch it as, well, I've, I'm free to do these things. Yeah. But there's always the opportunity cost, isn't it? So mm -hmm. it's always you have to have that look to see, well, am I putting the right amount of work into this thing? And I think that's where, like, values come in, too. And I need to sit down with myself and really say, like... Because, you know, underneath it all is this real fear. I, I, I was thinking about this. I was driving over to meet 
you at our Havana. Yeah, at the headquarters. Is, uh, you know, I think underneath it all is, of course, a lot of fear about what it's going to be like when my kids go away. And so I'm like, okay, well, they're little now. They want me now. Well, I need to be there. You seven more. Because you, exactly. well, you got two boys. So you only have about six more years with them, really. Because once they That's turn... Right. Pre-teen, oh yeah, totally. Then they don't and I and I know this, anyway. and and so I'm sort of like, but yet, I also, you know, have my own things that I want to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so it, it just becomes that big, but it's just value a, it's struggle just about what, yeah, yeah, because you know, and then it, it, it's all about definitions, and it's all about the, yeah, how you how you set in the context because. I'm sure you spend a lot of time with your kids, but perceptually you might think, well, I could spend even more, but then what does that actually mean? Um, And then, you know, then you can get to the other side, you know, are you producing mama's boys, as they would say back in the days where you're always around as opposed to... And I think that that's, I think to sort of apply this more broadly, I think this is what what happens when you have... Because nobody has just one thing. No. You know? So we have all these different things, and actually a lot of the things that we have in our life have a real emotional quality to them. Yeah. You know? And so when you're looking at your week or your month and you're deciding what to say yes to, what to say no to, and, and, and that's the thing about this whole discussion of leveling up requires, you know, like requires a lot of things requires you to change friends sometimes even to change the people you hang out with Mm. to to cut off things like that you said that have momentum that you actually don't mind but you know actually they're now distractions or you know maybe you feel like you're breaking commitments to people or or you realize that you know this other opportunity you need to keep doing it yeah exactly (laughs) and you're you know you also have that sort of thing of the fear of lost opportunity you know and for me with my like when you just say it like that it seems straightforward but when you're talking about time with your children or any other thing in your life that has that kind of level of emotional quality to it it's tough it's yeah. tough to know what and, the right thing to do is. And maybe you look at how much time you actually spend with your kids. You might find that, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, do you spend 20 hours with them? And what does that look like? Yeah. Or do you spend eight hours? Or are you spending two hours and with I them? And I do right think now? that there's a quantity that's important for some things, but there's hmm. also a quality. And, yeah, you no, know, absolutely. so you have to look at both sides and of it, And then it's the other thing that says, okay, well, what are other things? Because that you can cut out. Yeah. Or let go. So yeah. if, if there's going to be, and it could be that, you know, well, there's two things in my life, my kids and my writing, then cut out everything else. No, I then podcast. Well, no, even the podcast. You can say, no, actually, the kids no. <laughs> and my writing. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. And you just cut, you I know, could say that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Don't worry, I won't. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, or no, can, I know. Yeah, you have yeah. to sort of say that, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, and, yeah. and sometimes, as you say, that's what it takes to, um, We're holding on to a lot of silly things too. I mean, I'm yeah. just thinking about this whole thing about like getting a cleaner or not. And like I've always cleaned my own house mm. and 
I sort of really resist or the don't idea. Clean. <laughs> well, like, well, only, only yeah. clean on rainy days. That's my philosophy. Yeah. On days I can't go out, then I'll. St- I can't live. Yeah. I, like my head becomes cluttered. <laughs> my I I get oh, like God. you know. But anyway, you know, yeah. you just yeah, sort of you like mean, yeah. you sort of you know. And I think this podcast was great because basically, he what, another thing that he said was when you're leveling up on an area of your life, everything has to be on the table. And for him, it was moving from San Francisco to Denver, where things are a bit more chill, and he could do the work that he needed to do in the way that he needed to do it. But he was like, you know, literally everything needs to be on the table. And I think, you know, we hold on to a lot of these things because we think we should do them or because we're afraid of what they're like if we don't or whatever. And actually... I and think that's what I'm going to do this week. Like everything needs risk, to come back you don't out onto know the table. What it looks like. Yeah. And that's the thing about comfort zone is I know if I do X, I'm going to get Y. Yeah. You change that. Well, it sounds good on paper, but I don't actually know what I'm going to get if I change this thing. So it's that yeah. fear that kind of makes you hesitant because you just don't know what the outcome is going to be. And we seem to be wired to want to know with certainty yeah. that if I do this thing, change this thing, that it's going to have the outcome that I want. But yeah. there's no guarantee that it will. No. Yeah, that's right. So you just have to take the risk yeah. and go for it and find out. Level up. Level Forward. Up. Yeah, absolutely. Level up. Okay, so we both got some leveling up that we're, we're working on. And yeah. I've got another hour before I can eat some crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm eyeing up these cookies over here, and I'm thinking, mmm, <laughs> yum, yum, <laughs> Just don't get hangry. No, I'm not actually. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm actually not actually hungry. I, I have to, I'm thinking about another coffee. Are you laser-focused? I'm laser-focused, man. I'm ready <laughs> to rock and roll. All, All right. right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really enjoyed bringing you the episodes over the past two years. We have a goal for 2018 to grow our audience, our, contemplate, our community of contemplators like you, and we'd really appreciate your help. In fact, there's a few things that you can do quite easily that would really help us out a lot. One is by sharing it with other friends that you think might enjoy listening to the show. Another is going to iTunes and giving us a review, which will boost the algorithm and put the show out in front of more eyes that um, can, people can come across it. And you can financially support the show by going to the contribution section of our website. Thanks a lot.